Welcome. Thank you for joining me on this Tuesday. Right before Rosh Hashanah, we are in the week building up to Rosh Hashanah, the days of Slichas. The gates are open. The time is now the last days of the year to discover ourselves, discover our king, discover our love of our life. Let's get ourselves ready a little bit for the great, holy, and awesome day that is approaching the day of Rosh Hashanah, which is such an incredible, incredible day. The topic of today's class that we're going to focus on. The secrets of the shofar. We're going to take a look at the mitzvah that we have on Rosh Hashanah. The very, very unique mitzvah. Almost mysterious. Called shofar. And we're going to try and understand some of what it's telling us. And of course Rosh Hashanah is so magnificent and so huge. And the shofar is so deep and profound. But hopefully today we'll address some of the meaning and the messages that can help carry us forward through our Rosh Hashanah to make it a powerful and meaningful experience for each one of us. We're never going to get the total picture, but we're going to try and at least scratch the surface. And when you talk about the shofar, we shouldn't think that just by talking about the shofar, we're talking about a very limited part of the experience. How long do they blow for already on Rosh Hashanah? Especially if you're not in shul, you don't get all 100, you hear just 30. So how long is that whole experience? No, it's not true. What we're going to talk about about the shofar is really going to clue us in and teach us what the whole message of Rosh Hashanah is all about. What we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to experience, where we are trying to reach. So the shofar is going to tell us something essential about the day itself. And I know everyone out there is already ready to unmute and pounce on me. They're going to say, but Rabbi, why on earth would you talk about shofar this year when the first day is Shabbos and we're not going to have shofar? So before you yell at me and before you fire me, I want to tell you that it's just the opposite. That the Balatanya writes in Likute Torah. And the altar of Slobodka writes in his Sefer or a tough one, that a year that is Shabbos and you don't blow the shofar, you're not missing shofar. Shabbos acts as the shofar. What Shabbos is going to do for us is going to replace the shofar. So if anything, this is the best year because whereas the shofar experience is usually small and isolated, even though it has profound meaning and everlasting impact, this year we have Shabbos, which means we're going to have a whole day of Shoifer. The air itself is going to be Shoifer. The day of Shabbos is in place of Shoifer. So what we're going to learn about today is going to have profound relevance to our entire Rosh Hashanah and even the day of Rosh Hashanah, which is Shabbos, because Shabbos is the Shoifer. So we've got to figure out what's going on with Shoifer, but before we do, let's take a minute, just one minute, to realign ourselves with what Rosh Hashanah is. The first thing we hear out of the Chazan's mouth is that the Chazan, sitting in his seat, he doesn't come first 
to the Amud. He doesn't step up to the podium. What does he do? He stays where he is. And he calls out, Hamelech. And everyone responds, Hamelech. The king. The king has arrived. That Rosh Hashanah, in short, in just one bite-sized statement, the king is coming to our home. The king is showing up in Shul. Hashem himself, HaMelech HaKadosh. The holy king is going to show up and he's going to glorify us with a visit of himself in his full power, might, regalness. He is showing up right there. And you say, Is that a gift? You don't get a greater gift. You know, there's a show, I have no idea if the show exists, doesn't exist still. I saw a clip of it. That's called Britain's Got Talent. Okay? What's Britain's Got Talent? It's a show where people compete in basically a talent show. What's the prize if you win Britain's Got Talent? I believe it's a million dollars. But you want to know something incredible? See, we have to turn to the British because they're, the, they're probably from the last people on earth that still have this concept and appreciate it. You get a million dollars, but that's not the glory of the prize of winning that talent show. You also get to perform in front of Her Majesty the Queen. A million dollars? No, 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 no. On par with a million dollars is you get to perform in front of the queen. Is there a greater honor than that to to, to stand in front of her majesty and perform? Is it nerve-wracking? Do you need to make sure you do well? Do you need to rehearse? Absolutely. Is it the greatest honor of these people's lives? Yes. Will they talk about it till the very day they die? Will they say... I sang in front of Her Majesty. I juggled. I did a triple backflip. Whatever their skill was, will they talk about it till their dying day that they got to do it for Her Majesty? Yes, they will. Because there is nothing as glorious, as amazing as coming face to face with your king, with the ruler of the universe. Does that mean that you want to make sure You look nice? Yes. Does it mean we want to practice and be ready for that meeting so that we can give as much honor as we can to Hamelech HaKadosh, our Holy King, to get our affairs in order so that we're not disgracing Him while we stand in front? Certainly. But what is it? It is a tremendous honor. It is a tremendous honor. We are gifted by Hashem with the honor of standing in His presence. 
آن راششان ها What do we do? We have this unbelievable opportunity to stand in front of Hashem. He's there. He comes in. But at the same time that He shows up, He looks at us. And I don't know, for a lot of us, the truth is, we're coming kind of shabbily dressed, you know? We're, not, we're looking a little shabby, a little frayed around the edges. Yeah, it's been 364 days since last Rosh Hashanah. I don't quite, I don't quite remember the last time I saw Hashem, and it starts to fade, and the year goes off kilter, and now comes Rosh Hashanah, and the King is coming, and we are so lucky. We dance our way into Shul, but at the same time, we all of a sudden look down and we realize, oh my goodness, do I really belong in this room? Can I stand in this room? And how do we stand there on that day? What are we meant to do on the day? What's the transformation that Hashem wants us to undergo by the gift of standing in His presence? It's the coronation of the King. You, you, and I mean you, every single one of us is going to put the crown on Hashem's head on Rosh Hashanah. But we want to try and rise to be the type of people that should be putting the crown on his head as much as we're able. And what does that mean? What does that transformation look like? And this is really a question that people have asked. Is Rosh Hashanah a day of tshuva? Yom Kippur we know is a day of tshuva. Is Rosh Hashanah a day of tshuva? It's interesting. We don't mention anything we've done wrong. We don't talk about it. And if Hashem is looking right at us and we've got... We've got our rap sheet right there with all of our crimes. You'd think we would say, uh, you know, by the way, I just want to point out, you know, on that one, I was really tired that day. I just want to say my, my defense, I was really tired, right? No defense. We don't give any defense. We don't mention it. We just talk about our king. We just talk about our king. But we know that Rosh Hashanah is from the days of the ten days of repentance. So there is tshuva, but we're not doing tshuva. Are we doing tshuva? What's going on? And then we've got to ask ourselves the million dollar question that we take out this ram's horn and we blow the shoifer and Chazal tell us that Hashem gets up from His throne of judgment and instead sits down on His throne of mercy. Now that is an unbelievable trick. How does that shoifer, what is the secret of the shoifer? What do we want to do? I feel like so often we step into the shoifer experience, we step into the Rosh Hashanah experience, and we don't know where to put our emotions, we don't know where to think. What thoughts to have in mind to experience the day or to try and benefit from the day? And particularly, Shoifer, they're up there, we're listening, and we know it's a mitzvah. Hashem decreed it. The Gemara already said, even if we don't have any idea what it's about, and its mysteries are deep beyond what this class could fathom, beyond what a human could fathom. And that itself is good enough reason to do it. And make no mistakes about it, it works. 
We must remember that. If Hashem gives us a mitzvah to blow, it works. When you get up there and you blow the shaifer and you do that mitzvah, you should know it's working. It's an unbelievable gift from Hashem. But, if we could try and understand something so that we could go in and utilize that moment, think about it, and this year to utilize the Shabbos and the entire Rosh Hashanah to create a certain mindset, to understand where Hashem is directing us, then perhaps we'll be able to use that, focus on that this year, to make it that much more meaningful, that much more impactful. The starting point that we have to understand is the tshuva. Yes, there is a tshuva on Rosh Hashanah. There is a return. But the return of Rosh Hashanah has to do with what the day is all about. And what is the day? It's like we said. The king shows up. Boom! There you are in your life like the Peleoyitz describes, we're asleep, our eyes are closed, and all of a sudden Hashem goes, tick, and turns on the light. All of a sudden, lights on. Like the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch says, Hashem is, is Marim al He displays His kingship. He shows up, He says, Hi, you forgot about me. Hi, here I am. I'm your king. What feeling do you think would overcome somebody if they step actually in front of their king, I shouldn't say step actually because we will step actually in front of our king. But imagine if you, if you for real had a king that was so benevolent, so loving, gave you life every second, gave you every gift, created you all for one purpose, which was to connect with him. And we found ourselves confused through life and we lost focus, and all of a sudden, knock, knock, there's a knock on the door. And you open the door, and the king himself, the one who gave you that house, the one that gave you your family, that one that gave you your help, the one that created you, all just so that you could stay connected with him, and there you are, you don't even remember he exists, and all of a sudden, ding dong, doorbell rings, you open the door, and there he is. There is the king himself. In all his glory, his crown, his, his, his entire entourage, what do you say? You say, oh my goodness, I forgot you. And then you say, oh my goodness, I don't ever want to forget you again. Listen to the words of the Rambam. Listen to the words of the Rambam. Basic. We'll start with the Rambam. Maimonides. What does it mean to hear the shofar? And he starts by saying, of course, the shofar is beyond comprehension. And we do it because Hashem said. He says, however, there still is an illusion in there. There is something to think about. And this is what he says. Famous words. Uru Wake up, you sleepers, from your sleep. Wake up from your sleep and listen carefully to what he says. He says, don't start going through all your actions you did. This is not Yom Kippur. This is not about your past. This is not about going through all your mistakes and fixing them one by one or apologizing one by one. No. Wake up from your sleep. Eilu ha-shoychichim es ho-emes behavle azman. 
those who have forgotten the truth because they got lost in this world. Look at your lives and get back on track. What is, what is the Ramam telling us? Yom Kippur, you're going to sit there and you're going to go for this, for that, for the other thing. Rosh Hashanah is about meeting your king. And when you meet your king, if we can go through Rosh Hashanah and try for at least at some point in Rosh Hashanah to feel like we're standing in front of our king, the love of our life, the sustainer of our life, the great and awesome king that is beyond everything, if we could catch that for one minute, the feeling should be like the Rambam is saying, you wake up from your sleep and you say, oh, I, I, I was totally off course. Hashem, from now on, I'm going to try and be on track. I'm going to live the life, the path that you want me to. That the shofar, when the shofar blows, it's Hashem calling to us, wake up, realign. Wake up, realign. They're not the nitty gritty, that's not the point. In one way, the way the Nesiva Shalom says it, it's not so much about the past as it is about the future. It's wake up and get back on track for your future. I'm the king. Remember me? So you fall. I remember you. You're Hamelech HaKadosh. I never want to be away from you. I can't believe I ever fell off course. Now, today, when you're lighting up the world with who you are, I see, I realize, I recognize, and I commit that I'm going to try to stay with you for this coming year. That's the Rambam. What that tells us is that Rosh Hashanah, when the shofar blows, it's about tshuva. Yes, Rosh Hashanah is about tshuva, but tshuva on a global level. Realign with our purpose. Realign with our purpose. We are here for such a lofty goal, for such a magnificent reason we exist, to be with Hashem, to worship Hashem, to be Hashem's messengers in the world, to bring holiness into our lives, to bring God's name into the world. We are lofty beyond belief and we have lost our way and Hashem shows up to remind us, remember me, remember yourself. Let's reconnect. Tshuva, like the word means to return to Hashem, like the Ramam is saying, to wake up from our slumber, to take advantage of the presence of Hashem, and to switch our trajectory, switch our direction, switch our goals, switch our dreams, reclaim the dreams that we forgot about this past year, remember what we want to live for. That's Shoefer from the Rambam, basic. But in that call of the Shoefer, we find multiple levels of meaning brought to us from the Piyasetna and the Nesiva Shalom. Stunning meaning, powerful meaning that we could tap into. And I'm going to start with the Mashal. I want to tell you a parable that the Piyasetna writes. 
Because you talk about realign with our purpose. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. It's about realigning with Hashem. Realizing that Hashem is everything and we want to be with Him. So I'll tell you a muscle and I'll tell you perhaps because when I talk about realigning with purpose, it may sound very nice, but I think many of us will say, well, what if I'm on Rosh Hashanah and I'm standing there and I get it, Hashem's there, I'm getting what you're saying, but I'm not feeling what you're saying. Now what do I do? So Hashem, as a rule, leave no man behind. And that rule applies to Rosh Hashanah. Hashem has a way of helping every one of us. So I want to tell you something unbelievable from the Piyasetzner. The Piyasetzner, Rebbe, said the following parable. He said a king took his son and he said, My dear son, the people out there in the kingdom, they're so coarse, they're so lowly, they're so unaware of who I am, the magnificent of the kingship, the glory that's available in connection with the king, the wisdom of the king. They don't know any of that. My dear son, do me a favor. Go out among the people. Go spend years out there with the people and slowly lift them up. Teach them my wisdom. Teach them who I am. Teach them how great the king is. And the son says, what do you think the son says? The son says exactly what your soul said when God sent him into the world. He says, of course, Hashem for you. I'll do anything. You're the love of my life. You're the greatest thing in the world. You're the pulse of existence. Send me out there. And oh, we charged out into the world so valiantly. Oh, we were on fire. But what happens to the son of the king, says the Piyasatsna? Well, time goes on, and he's struggling, trying to teach the people. But the people are just, they, of course, some of them are mocking him. Some of them are laughing at him. And then he's starting to get depressed because he's not finding success. And he's trying a little bit here and there. He gets through. But you know what? Then they start bringing him. You know what? We love your teaching. But don't, why don't you come to the bar with us one night? We'll show you what we know how to do. And there this, the king's son who came to teach them wisdom. Next thing he knows, he's in the bar and he's drinking. And a year, couple of years go by. And who can even recognize this son of the king anymore? He's out there drinking with the best of them. But the son of the king, oh, deep down he remembers. He remembers why he's there. He remembers his purpose, which is to be an elevated son of the king and to elevate everyone around him. And he looks around and he remembers one day his purpose and his mission and he goes, there's no way I could do this. I am so behind and I'm so saddened and I've so lost my connection with my own father, the king. I need help. I need the king himself to come and help me. I can't shoulder this alone anymore. I'm losing myself in this battle. And he, he just said, I've got to call my father. And I need my father to show up to give me the strength, to give me the fortitude and the clarity to continue my mission. 
And His presence itself will impact everyone here so that they'll want to come closer to Him. They'll want to learn. And then I, with my new passion, with my new energy, will be able to teach them. But I need, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Says the Piyasatsna. The son calls for his father. Come save me, I'm drowning. I want to do your mission. I want to do what you sent me to do. But I need you to come help me. The Piyasatsna says, comes Rosh Hashanah. And the Jews, they remember, we're here in this world. Hashem created the world for a mission. And we were sent here for a mission. And we have a king. Like we said from the Ramam, we realign with our purpose. But you know what can happen when you realign with your purpose? You realize that you're drowning. You realize, this is my mission, but... Boy, I'm not doing very well. This is my mission. I want to be a great Jew. I want to sanctify Hashem's name in the world. I want to spread Hashem's light to everywhere in creation. But I'm in over my head. I need the king to show up. I need my father to show up and give me the strength to continue my mission and to inspire me to continue and to inspire the whole world to lift themselves up. Says the Biasatsa, that's Shoifer. Shoifer is the call back home. Hashem, we need backup. <laughs> Hashem, we see our purpose. Realign with your purpose. This is what we want to do in Rosh Hashanah. I'm saying one sentence, Rosh Hashanah. Realign with our purpose. Realign with who Hashem is. Recognize who Hashem is. Recognize that we're part of that. And we're lucky. And then... When Shoifer blows, we want to think about that, focus on that, and feel that return, that tshuva. I'm waking up, Hashem. I'm waking up to my purpose. But even if we wake up, we may feel like the Piazzetsna says, I'm awake, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm awake, I'm ready to go, but I don't think I could do it. I'm in over my head. I got drunk too many times. Now what? So then you sound the Shoifer. And you call. Hashem, the shofar announces Hashem's presence in the world. Hashem, show up and light a fire in me again. Get the intoxication out of me. When you show up, Hashem, that will wake me up, that will lift me up, that will inspire me, and that will lift the whole world up. In which case, the shofar, says the Piyasetna, is an emergency cry. When we realign with our purpose, and we feel, but I can't do it. Shoifer, tap into the shoifer. Call out to Hashem. Hashem, I want to be yours. I want to do the mission. Help me. Help me. So, shoifer number one from the Piyasetsna is, like the Ramam says, I find my purpose but I don't feel I could do it, the shofar is calling out to Hashem, save me, save me. Help me, Hashem. And if we could stand there when the shofar is blowing, and Shabbos, which is all a shofar, and if we could think those thoughts, Hashem, I want to be in line. I need your help. This is the day of Rosh Hashanah when you show up at my door. Show up in a way that lights me up. Show me your greatness. 
help me be someone who could succeed at the lofty mission you're giving me, that's Shoifer, that's Shabbos, that's return of Rosh Hashanah. I'm returning, I recognize, and I want it, and I'm begging you for your help. The Shoifer. The call from the depths. Help me. I want to be with you. If we're fortunate, we could bring to the Shoifer a second experience. A level deeper. Discovering another aspect of ourselves. And this says the Nesiva Sholem in a beautiful mashal. says the son of the king left the palace and as time went on he drifted he drifted from his connection to his father the king he drifted from his purpose and he started hanging out with the riffraff and sure enough he trades in his palace finery his beautiful clothing and now he's wearing who knows what Street clothes, worse, rags, lets his hair grow long. He's got dreadlocks down to his waist. Maybe a couple of tattoos for good measure. <laughs> and one day, the son is overwhelmed with, what have I done? Where am I? He gets struck with clarity. Almost like someone on Rosh Hashanah realigned with his purpose. What am I doing here? What am I doing out on the streets? I am the child of the king. I belong in the palace. I belong with my father. So he goes running back to the palace. And he comes and the, the guards grab him right away. So whoa, what are you doing? And he goes, well, hey, you got to let me in. I'm, I'm the prince. I'm the prince. you got to let me in to my father. And they're like, hey, if you're the prince, I'm the king. I don't think so, buddy. You're no prince. We, we know what the prince looks like. And he goes, no, no, I'm telling you, you can't, you can't recognize me. Dreadlocks down to his waist. No, no, we don't recognize you, sir. Uh, if you don't get off the property, we're calling the cops. You know, lock you up. You're insane. You think you're the prince. He says, what, what should he do? What should he do? He, he, he knows he needs to be in the palace. He remembers where he belongs, just like we do on Rosh Hashanah. We realign with our purpose. We know where we belong. But how do we get back? We're unrecognizable. How do we get back? So he goes and he runs to a window on the side. Because he knows that his father's office is on the side of the palace. And he runs over there. And there's an open window over there because his father likes to look out over the beautiful garden. And he goes running over there. And his father sees this guy. Whoa, who are you? And then he starts calling out, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Daddy, it's me. Daddy, it's your son. And the father says, I don't recognize you, but I recognize that voice. Your voice I recognize. Is that really you? Under all of that? Daddy, it's me, Daddy! So yeah, yeah, I remember how my son calls Daddy. 
I remember the voice of my child. And he tells the guard, that is my son, that is the prince. Get him inside, clean him up. He belongs in the palace with me. Says the Nesiva Shalom, we come and on Rosh Hashanah, like we said, the name of the game is realign with our purpose, realign with who Hashem is and what we have, our deep connection with Him. And when that happens, we realize we want back in, we want to be in the palace, we want to be with you, Hashem, we just want to serve you, worship you, and be close to you. But you don't recognize me. So to that, we blow the shoifer. The shoifer is the cry, Daddy! Abba! You hear the shoifer? It's the child crying, Don't forget me! Abba, Daddy, Tati, pick me up! You remember me! And Hashem says, That sound... That's the sound of my child. I recognize their voice. I recognize that under all that they piled on top of each themselves, all the changes we went through, all the mistakes we've made during the year, inside we're still the child of Hashem. And there is still a part of us that Hashem recognizes. It's like when you cry, it comes from deep inside of you, right? Like your deep breath inside. Deep inside of who you are, no matter what you've done, there's a part of you that Hashem still recognizes as the child that was in the palace. And when you blow the shoifer, you want to, you want to channel that part of you that's still alive. The part of you that's still recognizable. The part of you that can still say, Daddy, I know who you are. Please remember who I am. I'm your child. And Hashem hears that cry. That shuva, that return, where you say, I know I look like this, but remember the part of me that's inside under this. I'm still alive inside. I'm still your child inside. Remember me and bring me back into the palace. And Hashem hears that, like we say every day in Slichis and on Rosh Hashanah. We say by Slichis, Shema Koileinu. Hashem hear our voice. Shema Koileinu, hear our voice. Don't look at us. If you look at us, you might not recognize us. But hear the voice of a child calling for their father. There's a part of me inside that's still 100% your child and wants to come back home. And when Hashem hears that, and it's not just the sound of the shofar, but when Hashem sees that all of us are standing there and thinking this, when we're listening to the shofar, we're feeling this, and it talks. It's about putting ourselves here through the Rosh Hashanah experience. Through the Rosh Hashanah experience, think about these thoughts. Think about realigning. Think about how our Father is there, and now we see it, and we want to be with Him, and yet we look maybe not like a prince or a princess anymore. So the Piyasetna said, "Number one, say Hashem, just save me." There's an emergency. I need an emergency bailout. I need emergency saving. I see my purpose, but I can't get in line with it. But I want to be. Help me. But then there's step two from the Nesiva Shalom. That no, you can even find the part of you inside that does want to be with Hashem. That does want to be on track with the purpose. That does want... To be good, you could find that part. It may be buried under a thousand layers, dreadlocks and tattoos, but it is there. Hashem's child, your neshama, is still inside alive. And when the shofar is blowing, call from that part. 
call from that part of you, in your mind, when you hear the shofar, think, Daddy, I'm still here, I'm under all the mud, save me. I'm still here, and I want to be allowed back in. Oh, when Hashem hears this, when Hashem hears this, a father hears, sees the tshuva, the change of how we realign with our purpose. We wake up like the Rambam says, and then we start calling, save me, help me, emergency, I'm so lost, I don't even know which way I'm going, just, just bail me out. Or we say, no, I found, I, God, I found, Hashem, I found my soul. It's right here, it's maybe this big, but I found it, it's right here. And I'm calling to you from that part of me, save me. I want to be with you. I return. I regret what I was doing. I can't believe I fell asleep. I pledge myself to be awake. Ah, Hashem gets up and He says, I'm not judging these people. These are my children. I'm sitting on the throne of mercy. And we can go one step further. One more step we could take. An unbelievable parable from the Nesiva Shalom as well. Says the Nesiva Shalom, there were two friends. They were the best of friends. They spent day and night with each other. They truly loved each other. And then one of them made some silly mistakes. You know how it is. You forget how much you, your relationship is worth to you. You make some silly mistakes. And the two of them separated. And they weren't together. And the friend that made the mistakes, as they're sitting apart from each other for years, he's thinking to himself, I just miss my friend so much. I just miss my friend. I can't believe I made those silly mistakes. They were so silly. I can't believe I let that silliness, that foolishness, Drive a wedge between me and my dearest friend. Only what I wouldn't do to just be able to be with my friend. I just want to see my friend again. I just want to be with them again. And then they reach out to their friend and they say, maybe we can meet somewhere. Maybe we can meet. And so they pick a location. They say, yeah, let's meet at the park. And they come and he arrives at the park. And they look up. And they see each other, these two friends that haven't seen each other in years, but they were friends for decades. They love each other so much. And they let silliness, silliness get in between them. And they see each other, says the Nesiv Shalom, they run over to each other. They fall on each other's shoulders. And they just start crying. They just start crying out of the joy and love of their union. They just start crying over the fact that they can't believe they let silliness stand in between them for all those years. And they just weep on each other's shoulders in an unbelievable, stunning reunion. Says the Nasiba Shalom, this is the shaifer, the next level of shaifer. When we're able to find ourselves enough to realign with who we are, not just 
to call out, Hashem, save me. That's beautiful. Do that. Not just to say, I'm buried under the mud, there is a, a kernel still, a flask of pure oil that still believes in you, Hashem, and wants back in the balance. But no. Hashem, you're the love of my life. You're my best friend. I can't believe I let silliness drive me away from you. And now on Rosh Hashanah, when we reunite because you showed up at my door, I just fall on your shoulders and I'm crying. The sound of the shofar is just two friends crying on each other's shoulders, reuniting. Says the Nesiv Shalom, do you know what? You don't even have to talk about the mistakes at that point. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You don't need to say, I, I, I know what I did wrong. Everyone gets it. The moment they're on each other's shoulders crying, everyone gets it. It was a mistake. It was nonsense. And nobody wanted it to happen. And we're all just so happy that we're back together. Says in the Seed of Shalom, Rosh Hashanah, we could hit that point. Each of these points are available to us to hit. And maybe we'll hit all of them. Maybe we'll hit some of them. But these are all the secrets of the shofar. All layers of uncovering. Realigning with our mission, our purpose. Realigning with who Hashem is. Realigning with who we are. And the shofar is able to help us channel that, experience that, and express it to Hashem. Wake up! Remember you're the son of the king! You're the daughter of the king! This is your king! Wake up! You wake up, oh, oh my goodness. Okay, now what? So maybe you don't know what. Maybe you don't have a clue where to go or you don't even feel it. So you have level one. Use the shofar. Use Rosh Hashanah to call out from the depths of your being. Hashem, I need emergency extraction. Save me. Maybe we could dig deeper and we could find a part of my, ourselves that's still alive and say, Hashem, I'm still in here buried under the mud. Please, I want to be back with you. I'm going to realign. Like the Rambam said, I'm, I'm getting myself on the right track now. You see, your son is inside of me. Daddy, Daddy, I'm still your child. I'm still here under the mud. Recognize me. See me. Or maybe we can even hit the point that we say, No. I, in my entirety, Hashem, love you. I I recognize you're my best friend. I can't believe I walked away from you. The mistakes I made, those are the silly things. That is the external to me. I realize now who I really am. I'm back in touch with the true me. And from my head to my toe, Hashem, I love you. I want to serve you. You are my king. You are my everything. I don't ever want to be away from you. What about the mistakes? Nonsense. Those were terrible, nonsense mistakes. I don't ever want to see them again. And that's the third level of uncovering ourselves. Where we don't just find a little child inside that's still pure. We find that we, from our head to our toes, just want to be with Hashem. And the mistakes we made, those we just throw off. We throw them off. Just like bad luggage. Get out of here. I don't want you in my life. 
I can't believe that silliness ever came into my life. And now I'm ready to walk away from it. Why? Because what do you mean? I'm Hashem's best friend. Because Hashem's my king. Do you think I want to be anywhere else? The shofar unlocks this for us. The shofar is this experience, but it's the whole Rosh Hashanah. These are, this is what we're looking to get to, the whole Rosh Hashanah. And when that shofar blows, that's a time to think about it. A time to do tshuva, to return to who you really are. To return to Hashem, your King. To return to your purpose. To return to what life is about to return to your best friend and to throw away the junk that got in the way of our relationship and connection. Call from deep inside, reawaken, transform. And you might say this is a lot, this is a big transformation, and it is. Rosh Hashanah is a time that could be transformative, but don't be overwhelmed. Because firstly, look at all the levels. Hashem gave different levels. Every level is still part of the tshuva, the transformation. Whatever level resonates with you, and probably at different points in Rosh Hashanah, each one of the levels will hit. It doesn't matter. Work it. Work it the whole Rosh Hashanah. Do this one, do that one, do another one. Just keep on realigning with your purpose. Realign with Hashem. Find your king again. In any way, any level. And that will transform you. But I want you to know something unbelievably powerful. That as always, Hashem does not leave us alone. He does not let us have to do all the work by ourselves. And if Hashem said, it's, it's Rosh Hashanah, I'm going to show up. Let's reconnect and transform. Then Hashem is also going to help us do it. And now I'm going to tell you something amazing that you have to know about the Shaifer. If you look in Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, we have a whole section called Shafers, where we talk about the Shafer. It's deeply connected because we're blowing Shafer on this day. But if you actually look in your Machser what we say about the Shafer, you may get very confused. Because what do we talk about? We talk about the giving of the Torah at Har Sinai because there was a shofar blowing. And then we talk about how Hashem is going to gather us all and the final redemption to Kabbalah Shaifer Godel. Tikkabah Godel is going to be a big Shaifer blow. We talk about the final days of redemption because the Shaifer is blowing. And you got to ask yourself the question, what on earth does the giving of the Torah at Sinai, does the final redemption have to do with Rosh Hashanah? Just because we blow Shaifer on all these occasions so we're talking about it? What's the connection? I'm going to tell you the words of the Ramchal. You ready? I'm going to tell you the words of the Ramchal. If Moshe Chaim Luzato. Powerful, powerful words. He says as follows. Do you know why we blow the Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah? He says, because 
when we got Ma'an Torah, when the Torah was given, what happened to the Jewish people? Does anybody remember that the Jewish people, when the Shoifer was blown by, by the giving of Sinai, of the Torah on Sinai, the Jewish people transformed. And do you know what happened? We actually became able to live forever. We lost it with the sin of the golden calf, but we became able to live forever. Why? Because the Yetzahara, the evil inclination, which is really the source of all death, got taken out of us. We stood at our Sinai and we had such clarity in who Hashem is that the Yetzahara, boom, knocked right out of us. There was no more evil in us. It existed, but it wasn't in us. It was like Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden where there was a snake, but it wasn't in them. They were pure and evil was outside of them. When we stood at our Sinai, there was such a revelation that bad got kicked right out of us. We were like, oh my goodness, all we care about is Hashem. The Yetzirah was extinguished and pushed as something external to us. When the Shoifer blew and Hashem's presence came into the world, the Yetzirah got eradicated. And when Mashiach comes, the Shoifer is going to blow again. And Hashem is going to radiate His presence even stronger. And at that point, do you know what's going to happen to evil? Do you know what's going to happen to the Yetzirah? He's going to be totally extinguished. Gone forever. That's what happened at Arsini, and that's what will ultimately happen even greater when the redemption comes. Now, when you know that, listen to the words of the Ramchal. The reason we blow Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah is is to take that which occurred on Matan Torah, which is to, that the Yetzirah got kicked out of us, and to strengthen it so that we can feel it again, that the Yetzirah should be taken out of us, that we should become pure again and not have evil in us, swaying us away from Hashem. He says, Ulehazmin. And it's to bring in the great shoifer that's going to be blown when Mashiach comes. Says the Ramchal that when you blow shoifer on Rosh Hashanah you are actually kicking the Yetzirah out of you. You're taking the evil that's in you and you're, you're sending it packing. And you know how? By bringing in such a light of Hashem that there's no place for evil to be. Hashem's presence can go so into your bones that evil disperses. Now we're not going to get it in completion. Not till Mashiach comes. But says the Ramchal, you're actually, you know why we're reading about the giving of the Torah and about the Mashiach? Because when you blow the Shaifah on Rosh Hashanah and this year the whole Shabbos resonates with this, you're actually blowing the same shoifer, a dimension of the shoifer of Har Sinai and of Mashiach. Evil, the Yetzirah, that which holds you prisoner, that which we are battling every day, is going to get a serious kick. And it's going to be knocked down a lot of rungs. And we are going to be cleansed and purified. And it's going to become more external to us. We are going to get room to breathe 
fresh air. It's like a blast of fresh air. You know, there's so much pollution you can't breathe and all of a sudden you go to the mountains and you're just like, ah, don't you want a breath of fresh air? When that shoifer blows, when Shabbos, when it's Shabbos Rosh Hashanah and the shoifer is blowing, Hashem comes in and evil leaves. You are not the same person before that shoifer and after that shoifer. The shoifer is, like our rabbis tell us, the shoifer of Yovel of the Jubilee year. What happened when they blew the shoifer on the Jubilee, on the Yovel year? All slaves were freed. Aren't we all slaves to our Yetzirah, our evil inclination, to our temptations, to our body? But when that shoifer blows, the shoifer of Harsinai, the shoifer of Mashiach, every one of us is going to become free. The shackles are going to break. Because Hashem wants us to realign with our purpose. He wants us to do tshuva on Rosh Hashanah. He wants us to find Him and find ourselves and be able to call out Daddy when that shoifer is blowing. He wants us to be able to fall on the shoulder of our best friend, the love of our life, and cry tears of reunion. He wants us to, but He knows that we need help. And so He gives us the shoifer that at that very moment that we're trying to return, the shoifer is breathing freedom into us. It's breathing into us the ability to do it, to reclaim yourself, to run to Hashem. The shoifer is the shoifer of redemption. It is that very same shoifer echoing backwards in time. The beginning of it is starting now on Rosh Hashanah. So if you think you're stuck, if we think, how am I going to transform on Rosh Hashanah? To all this that we're talking about. No. Heaven forbid, don't think that. The shoifer will set you free. Hashem's presence on Rosh Hashanah is going to clear the air. No more pollution. And you will have a chance to breathe free and decide who you want to be. For real. That shoifer blowing, the Rosh Hashanah experience, is a moment and a day when we decide who do we really want to be? Who do we really want to live with? Hashem or the Sahara? And Hashem helps us to see so clearly. He shows us His presence. He gives us the shoifer to clear the air. And our job is to show up on that day and to think about it and try to realign, to wake up, to reconnect, to delight in our King, to celebrate our relationship with Him, to find that kernel inside, to call out, Hashem, I need you to help me. I don't know what this rabbi is talking about. I just don't know what he's talking about. But it sounds important. Hashem, save me. Just save me. Hashem, wait, wait. I found the little child inside. He's still alive. Daddy, let me into your palace. Hashem, I see you now. You're the love of my life. I just want to fall on your shoulders and cry and promise you that I'm never going to leave you again. All of that is what we can think about and experience. And the shoifer which gives us the space and the freedom to do it 
we have the power on Rosh Hashanah and the power when that shofar is blowing and the power on Shabbos to recreate who we are. Don't settle for less. Change your life. You can do it. Hashem is helping. Hashem is showing up. He's holding us by the hand. We can become totally transformed over Rosh Hashanah. And we can and we are meant to and Hashem will help us do it. As the great told us Yaakov Yosef writes, we know our rabbis tell us there are three books open on Rosh Hashanah. Three books open. Of the righteous, of the wicked, of those in between. Says the Toldus Yaakov Yosef, certainly it means that God writes us in those books, but he says it means something deeper as well. On Rosh Hashanah, those three books are open. And Hashem turns to every one of us. And He gives us a pen. And He says, My dear child, which book do you want to be in for this coming year? Who do you want to be? I'm about to recreate the world. I'm going to recreate you. Who do you want to be? Here's the pen. Go. Three books open. Pick which one you want to be. And write your name down. I'm letting you choose your future. But you need to choose it. Write your name down in whatever book you want. Who do you want to be this coming year? Rosh Hashanah is a recreation of the world. A realignment with our purpose. The pen is in our hands. We can walk up to the book of the righteous and sign our names in that book. We can find Hashem. We can reclaim our passion, our soul, the love of our life, our King, our Father, the heartbeat of our existence. The Shaifer will help us, Hashem will help us, and we can do it. We can do it. God willing, Hashem should help us. We should enter this magnificent day of opportunity and we should feel that stir inside the depth of our being coming alive. We should see Hashem, delight in Hashem, realign, tshuva, get back on track, fall on Hashem's shoulders, call out for help and dance our way back to the palace. And God willing, like the Nesib Shalom says, once you find Hashem, once you find Hashem, once you embrace Hashem Himself and cling to Him, then of course you're going to have a good year. Because once you find Hashem, you have found all of goodness. All of goodness is with Hashem. So may our transformation on Rosh Hashanah and our hugging and bonding and realigning with purpose and with Hashem lead us to have Hashem grant us a beautiful Shana Toivo Masuka, a sweet, successful year of health, wealth, success, nachas from each other, from our families, from our children, from ourselves. May we have a year filled with blessing and everything good. And above all, may it be a year where we stick to our purpose, where we remember the depth of beauty of our relationship with Hashem. May it be a year where we never stop growing. And may it be a year where we never stop celebrating 
the great unbelievable relationship that we have with Hashem, our Father, our Holy, Holy King.